Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I'm Tristan Hammett, your host for today's episode. I'm so excited to be here today with our guest, Lisa Martinez. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming. Um, I met Lisa at a golf tournament, and I really liked her vibe when she was talking to us at the tent. And so when I got home, I looked her up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she has, like, so many designations. She's top 500 realtor. Um, and I want to talk a b- little bit about that. So Lisa is a wife, a mother, a Utah realtor of five years and holds many designations, real estate negotiation expert, a military relocation professional, a certified luxury home marketing specialist, accredited buyer's representative, and has earned the Distinguished Service and Top 500 Award the past three years. That's pretty incredible for being an agent for five years. You got busy. I like to stay busy. Yes. So uh, let's get started and talk a little bit about your history. Where are you from? And are you from Utah? Or? Boy, I am a kind of officially a military brat, so I really don't feel like I'm from anywhere. I honestly feel like Utah is my home. It called me here, and this is where I settled. Uh, but my dad was a Marine, so we I grew up at Camp Pendleton in San Clemente, California, and then we moved to Washington State to be near his family when he got out. And then uh, in the early 90s, late, late 80s, I became a professional snowboarder and kind of just traveled like a hobo uh, for years. And I came to Utah, and something about this place just drew me in. I called my parents and said, pack up all my stuff. I know where I'm supposed to live. And I've been here since 1992. Wow. I love it. You're a pro snowboarder. Do you still snowboard? I do, but I'm definitely feeling my age. The last couple seasons, I have slowed way down. Okay. I can, (laughs) I can feel that. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite resort to go to? Brighton. Brighton? Yeah. It's like a really just chill vibe there. Mm -hmm. I love Brighton. Yeah. That's amazing. So you were a pro snowboarder. And then what kind of happened after that? Well, I think um, that was probably eight years. And then, uh, so this is kind of weird. My husband asked me out for five years before I went on our first date together. And it was kind of <laughs> like, okay, I think I want to be done with snowboarding. I uh, This would be a great time to have a boyfriend. And... <laughs> Did you meet him at the resort? No, we worked at bars at night and just kind of knew each other from work. And he's an Air Force guy. So um, I think I was just attracted to him because he's military and my whole family's military. And um, when I just 
thought I would hang up my snowboard. Um, that was, I think I just thought that was a great time for our first date. And we've been together ever since. And that was 20 years ago. So. Wow. That's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, a he's a cool guy. So. That's awesome. That's so great. Uh, what's his name? York. York. Okay. Oh, he's way cool. He is so cool. I know. I love that. <laughs> and, um, so you met York, you dated for a little while. So with the he was in the Air Force. Was he always here? Did, did you guys move around after that? So he actually worked on the stealth fighters and got a medical discharge because everyone in his unit got poisoned by the radar absorbent material that they put on the jets. And when he got out, they kept calling him to just do other crazy stuff. And he was a private contractor for about eight years. He went to Iraq as a private contractor and then went to Afghanistan as a private contractor. And then uh, he probably would have been running and gunning for the rest of our lives, but I got pregnant finally. And he decided it'd be a great time to just come home and settle down and live a normal life. Okay. And he decided to start a construction company. And I have a huge construction background and my dad was my my parents loved my husband and they said well whatever we can do to help you out we support that and my dad kind of walked him through the whole process and um yeah he's owned a construction company for i think since 2011 and became a b100 contractor and i was a uh, journeyman operating engineer and I was his pretty much his right hand lady I guess um, I was his main uh, heavy equipment operator the okay. whole time so okay so that's what the operational engineer yes means, the heavy yeah operator I'm a journeyman okay. operating engineer my dad uh, when he got out of the military, he went into construction, and I've been running a bulldozer since I was eight years old. Oh, and cool. just, um, it was super easy to get a job because I'm a woman, and I'm also Mexican, so they would use me as a double minority for their minority checklist. <laughs> I would check <laughs> off two minorities, and yeah. Wow, that is so amazing. And so... You were working as the operationals engineer. When and why did you decide to get into the like the real estate resale side? So I think other people decided it for me. I was on top of Suncrest, which is the ridge on top of the point of the mountain in Draper. And my husband got a contract as a subcontractor for Candlelight Homes. Okay. The previous contractors all walked off the job. The homes that were being built were huge luxury homes built on uh, really rough terrain, super rocky areas, steep grades. Um, so the equipment operators would show up on the job and then just leave because it looked too scary. And they called my husband. He said, oh, yeah, I have a great uh, I have a great uh, track co-operator. I'll send my operator up. I got on the job, I got out of my truck, and everybody there was like, "What are you, who are you looking for? Because <laughs> I'm a girl yeah. and um, kind of small, and 
just, I don't know what the mentality is there, but people just have a block, a mental block about women running heavy equipment, which is so weird because you're sitting in a chair with joysticks and you just have to know um, grades and you have to have general knowledge of what a foundation is supposed to look like. You're supposed to have a mindful thought process when it comes to digging because um, every every tenth of an inch is a dollar and if you dig too deep the the concrete guys are spending too much money on concrete so you have to be right on the money so um, I was doing that and um, digging the foundations for candlelight homes and people were coming from out of state to look at their projects and they would stand on the street staring at me digging their foundation and I'd say oh hey is this your house and they'd say yes this is so cool that we're getting to watch you dig our foundation and I would say do you want to go up the street when I'm done and look at a home that's already complete and you kind of see what your house looks like yeah and all of them loved it I'd be in muddy overalls and cat boots walking through these beautiful homes showing them the homes and um, every single buyer said man you should be a realtor we would have bought this house from you if you were showing it to us and I tell you what every night it, it was such a happy experience because I was actually meeting the people that I was digging for and in the past I did so many huge jobs that I never saw the clients. I worked on Boeing projects. I did the first Nintendo building in Redmond, Washington. Oh I God. did Microsoft buildings in Redmond, Washington. I've done so many huge projects and never seen the actual uh, recipient of the home or the build or whatever the project yeah. is. I never saw the actual owner. Um, so it was such a cool, positive experience and I told my husband listen I'm getting old we should honestly consider this it'd be so fun and so one day I just told him that's it I'm gonna sign up for classes and get my real estate license and I would work in the day digging foundations and then at night I would take my real estate courses and I got my license in 16 days after I started school and was so full of passion for the process and for what the end result was going to be for people getting homes. Wow. That is an incredible story. Seriously. I love it. I love it. I love my job. Well, and even on the phone when I was talking to you a couple weeks ago, I can, the passion that you have for real estate is, it's something to aspire to, you know, and when I you, when you have that passion and drive behind what you do, and you really truly believe in it, that's when I feel like people see that in you. I you know, hope so. and it attracts it attracts the clients to you and the people to you. Yeah, I, I hope so because it's not a transaction for me. It's a relationship. And so many of my clients stay in touch with me for years after their home, after the transaction is finished. I get wedding updates. I get um, new baby updates. I get pictures of, oh, we, we finally are in a place where we can have our own dog. I get so many cool interactions with my clients that they really become part of my family. And I, I 
truly mean that. My husband knows my clients because I share all the updates with him. And yeah, I really love my job. So can you tell me a little bit more about, because being a top 500 agent in for three years in a row out of five, that's really incredible. What do you think that you're doing that sets you apart that um, who, your, your clients are your SOI? Correct. Yes. Are you doing networking events, client events, or anything like that? I really don't do a lot of stuff that's prescribed by real estate marketing professionals. I am like a mom to my SOI. I just make sure that I stay in touch because I care about them. And, And I know that sounds weird, and a lot of people in my office are just can't even understand how I can stay busy because all I'm all I'm working on is keeping my relationships healthy. You're nurturing them with the people that I care about. Yeah. Just like I would my own children, my own family, my own friends. Um how you want to be treated. Right. Well like I said, I come from a military family and it's such a weird way to grow up. Your dad's the guys in your dad's unit are all your uncles. Um, the, all the guys in my husband's unit are all his brothers, the people that he helped in Afghanistan. I cannot tell you how many Afghan families that we speak to every day. They're still stuck over there. Um, he's helping them with paperwork to try to legally get here. Um, it's, it's all about the relationships for me. Very family oriented. Yep. Just because they're not related to you doesn't mean that you don't have that same level of care and um, their well-being is important to me. Mm-hmm. So so what um, what does a typical day look like for you? Because I know yours, you're very structured. and I have to be moving and on the go and doing something 100% of every minute of every day. That's just my personality. I've been like that my entire life when I was... A small child, my mom had me in an activity seven days a week. And I know just from growing up and hearing the stories, they gave her grief because I was so busy. So she cut back on a couple of my activities and my grades started tanking. So my mom was so in tune to the kind of person I was and that I needed to be busy all the time. She just packed that stuff back on me. I was in karate, ballet, tap dance, piano, swimming, diving, Um, I was on the surf team. I had an activity every single day and had good grades and was grade obsessed. You know, I was I took it extremely personal if I wasn't succeeding at what I was doing. And it's been like that for my whole life. I've had multiple jobs at the same time. I um, so to get back to your question, my typical day right now is I wake up. I walk out into the backyard, I open the chicken coop so the chickens can free range on our property, I check the dog food and water, I go into my office quietly, I look at the statistics for real estate on the MLS, I take some notes on what I think will uh, be of interest to my clients or anyone new calling me for the day, I can just tell them, listen, this is a good idea. This is not a good idea. These are the stats for today. These are the stats for this week. And these are the stats for this month. These are projections from experts that I have seen 
from um, just different real estate websites that I look at. And then I look at my emails and I'll typically have about a hundred emails when I wake up in the morning and I check my emails right before I go to bed at night. So those emails are fresh. I check every single email and then after I do that, I'll go back into my house. I'll get myself coffee. I'll make sure I can hear my son is up for school and then go back into my office with my coffee and make a list of tasks that I need to accomplish for the first half of the day because by the middle of the day I have a whole new list of tasks that I need to have completed. Um, I have a calendar in front of me and I love paper. I like old school so everything is written down. I have a million notebooks on my desk and they're all full of notes of every conversation that I've had, people's preferences, their favorite things, things that they don't like because those are just important as things yeah. that people do like. And then I just get on the MLS and see if there's any new homes that my clients have favorited. And then I'll see if they want to see those homes today. I got to make those appointments first thing in the morning mm -hmm. or um, we don't know if the seller needs 24 hours notice or just what my clients need. And then kind of just hit the ground running. Okay. Wow. <laughs> when I say it out loud like that, it seems crazy, but... I thrive on having a full plate and many tasks. When I don't have tasks, I get right on a real estate school website and I'll take a class. Yeah, you said that you stay very educated. You read a lot of books. Can you tell us a little bit more about the books that you read? So I think one of my favorite books is Mind Gym. I keep it on my desk, and that's not something you have to read from cover to cover. You can open that up any page, anytime, and read a small uh, motivational uh, habit from the highest achieving professionals in the world throughout history. They're athletes, they're business professionals. Um, I think a professional athlete's um, progress or process is my favorite thing to follow because they're very regimented. Um, it's not, they're, you know, taught and trained to manage emotions, which is great for negotiating. Um, you just have to be the sane person in the room at all times when you're in real estate. You can't lose your mind. Your, your clients are looking at you for stability. They're looking at you for um, knowledge. You have to know how to react to what's going on. So probably Mind Gym is my desk book, but I've read Never Split the Difference at least eight times from cover to cover. Wow. Um, Atomic Habits is one that I That's love as well. Because Atomic Habits doesn't only teach you how to succeed, it teaches you how detrimental poor habits are. Mm -hmm. um, it takes so long to reach success and reach um, just a habit of making good decisions. It takes no time at all to erase progress by, by practicing bad habits, yeah. which is so crazy. People really should know that. Um, that, that can be applied to anything in your life, your health, um, you know, there's not when someone is a gym rat they don't have a cheat week 
they have a cheat day. Yeah. <laughs> so they have six days to make gains and they'll use one day to cheat on on that those six days of gains. So that tells you right there how much effort you have to make, um, how much effort you have to put into progressing and improving and becoming better and honing your skills and honing your craft. And it just takes a second to move backwards. Yes. And obviously everything that you read is helping you in your success. You um, you seem like a very regimented person, and those habits. Well, and I know military too is very yeah like structured. Yeah. So um, I think by nature, you that's kind of who you are, right? You weren't taught that way. It's kind of something that it it makes up who you are. Yeah, which is a great quality and lucky to have because a lot of people strive for that yeah you know and I remember talking to you and you're like I don't sit down I don't watch tv anybody yeah. asked me yeah. what have you seen this show and you're like nope don't know what any yeah. of that is what's Netflix <laughs> yeah somebody said something to me about Lord of the Rings the other day and I was like yeah I don't even know what that is and they just looked at me like I was insane and I think the really funny one is is when people find out that I've never seen Goonies and I don't know why specifically that movie but people freak out and act like I'm I have lost my mind that I've never seen Goonies but I can't I just can't sit I feel like movies are two hours long I just can't sit there for that long so is the time that you're reading the books is this like a typical time you feel like people are watching tv is like you're actually grabbing a book or do you read right before bed or i don't actually read a paper book okay i have the book i have a narrator reading the book to me the entire time okay and while the narrator is reading the book to me i might be organizing my office i might be cleaning my office i might be dusting my bookshelves in my office i might be um refolding all the clothes in my dresser i might be folding laundry i might be um i'm doing more than one thing than just reading that book i can't sit there with the book because i um there's something in my mind that I will lose focus. I'll, I'll, I'll miss an entire page of the book that I'm reading, looking at it, because I just thought of 500 other things in my mind. If there's a narrator going and he's speaking to me, I, I'm actually thinking that there's a human being that's taking his time to speak to me, and I can actually focus and listen to that narrator. But then I'm also doing something else at the same time. Wow. I need to be Elisa. No, I don't know. I'm not a very relaxed person, and I wish I was. I feel like you're you're multitasking, and you're getting things done where it's like I pile up my stuff on the the weekends. I'm like, oh, I could have done that during the week. Oh, I can't do that because the weekends are – I feel like there's, I have two weeks in a week. The Monday through Friday is the week, the week that people think is the work week. But since you sell real estate, you have, so there's almost like three weeks in a week. There's Monday through Friday, nine to five. That's one week. Mm -hmm. Then there's all my clients that work during the day that I have to service after five o'clock. So I have another week that starts at five o'clock Monday through Friday that goes to probably eight or nine or 11 o'clock at night. That's a full week. (laughs) Wow. And then Saturday and Sunday, 
from 8 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night, I'm servicing all my clients that absolutely can't work on their goals during the week. So it's almost like I have three weeks in a 77-day week period. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> when you put it I that way, it but, I, but I get it. I mean, for different people, it's different things, you know, like it's mountain biking and BMX for my family, you know, after yeah. work. And it's like, I can't, I, I can't, I'm not at home yeah. after work. So that's, it's great that you have come up with solutions that work for you, your business and your clients yeah. and your family, yeah. right? It's all a balance. Yeah, that's and I, quite the balance. People, I get a little bit of grief from people because they're like, well, how come you, you don't have date night or you don't have um, family time or whatever. My son um, is in virtual school because he's amazing. He's been doing a college or high school and college course uh, math courses since he was probably in fourth grade. Oh and they won't let him do that in a brick and mortar school. And he has, um, we call his school room his IT room because he is a He's a computer genius. He, he's insane. He is planning on being an engineer when he graduates from college. He um, loves designing automation um, systems and stuff like that. Um, so he's at home. So we eat breakfast. We get up and we see each other and we spend the mornings together and eat breakfast. He knows how to make my coffee. I know how to make his hot chocolate. I'll set him up with um, cereal and he'll take it up and start school online his teachers he has live classes in the mornings um so it's not like i'm getting my son up and shipping him off to school and i don't see him until he comes back yeah um my office is in midvale and i will travel to my office and work sometimes i'll come home and eat lunch my husband um his office his base of operations is also at home on our property so we'll eat lunch together as a family i don't know a lot of people that do that no we have so much family time together we support each other's goals separately and together and um, we eat dinner together every night mm -hmm. i cook um i'm kind of an old school wife i do uh, like if my husband was responsible for feeding us we would all starve to death um <laughs> You know, I think he might be able to do it, but I'm not sure. I think we'd probably be having cereal for dinner regularly. Yeah. So I cook. Um, I'm pretty sure that's one of the ways that I locked my husband in in the first place was feeding him. He loves my cooking. I love that he loves my cooking. What's his favorite dish? Oh, man. Probably huevos rancheros in the morning. Oh, that sounds amazing. I probably make huevos rancheros like 99% of the time for breakfast. Oh. He loves my biscuits and gravy. He loves, I don't know, he likes everything that I make. Because I don't make anything that he doesn't like. Yeah. Because I weed stuff out of anyone's, um, anyone I'm connected to, I know their dislikes. And they're out, they're off the menu, they're off the list. They're You're so in tuned with your people. I love caring for people. Yeah, I can tell. I love it. The the notebooks with your clients and what they don't like and they do like and you're very in tune yeah. and you can tell you really care for your clients. I feel like people kind of have a 
weird distrust for real estate professionals in general. Um, lenders, I can't tell you how many times, I don't want them running my credit. Okay, I got you. <laughs> this isn't the first time I've heard that. Um, real, as far as real estate goes, well, I don't want to commit to one person. And I always tell them, like, I understand that. That's fine. I'm going to work for you until you don't realize that you're committed to me. Yeah. And that's the best way for me to lock clients in is um, I don't pressure them. There's agents that I'm not going to show you a house until you sign this document. Um, well, I wouldn't want to work with that person either. Uh, I don't know if I'm not going to be the best fit for my clients on the first moment that we meet. Mm -hmm. I like to give them a chance to realize if they like spending time with me or not, because they're going to have to rely on me to get them through tough situations. I want them to be able to trust me. And people will tell me the most personal things and I want to remember all of them. That's why I have the notebooks. That's why I constantly am writing notes when they're talking to me because um, I'm not going to remember their names at first. I'm going to remember the fact that they have three kids. One of them is autistic or one of them needs to be shipped off to this school every day. So we got to find them a house close to this school. I'm going to remember those things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to remember the fact that this guy's never had a dog before and he wants a dog so bad. So I'm going to find him a place with a fenced in backyard yeah. with grass because I don't want his dog running through the mud coming into his brand new house. I, those are the things that I like to focus on. Wow. I'm horrible at remembering someone's name when I first meet them, but I'm looking them in the eyes and I'm listening to the things that they're sharing with me and I'm going to know that stuff. So, you know, I work on the name thing, but I don't know what that is about me. That's a that's one thing that I struggle with all the time. <laughs> is the names. Yes. But you've got everything else that everything everyone else struggles with, the details. Like you have the details down and you have that even more thoughts about probably what your clients even thinking. You're thinking you're going above and beyond like the the like typically like um somebody that wants a yard for a um a dog. Yeah, fenced in yards, great, but you're thinking a little bit extra. You're like, yeah. well, we want grass because yeah. there's going to be mud, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, you're taking those extra thoughts, and yeah. that's going above and beyond, really. I think in my age a little bit, too, experience in life, I have so many experiences, and I try to make sure nobody else suffers the same mistakes that I made. If I can just tell them, hey, I, I foresee this being an issue because... You know, and I'll share my personal um, experiences with everyone. I'm a I'm a wide open book. If someone needs support and I have an experience that I went through that I can share with them, I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to. I feel like I had so many bad experiences that someone that went through that could have just saved me from if they just shared it with me. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I, I don't know. Well, I want to. It's kind of the same topic, but switch gears a little bit. Um, you were talking about, I don't, and I don't know if this is with your military relocation um, designation that you have, but you were telling me something very special that you do for military. Do you mind sharing? So I give 10% of my profits back to my clients that need 
accessibility adjustments done to their homes. Uh, I, I think probably it's safe for me to say that 90% of my clients are military buyers and sellers. And um, if you have a service-related issue, or even if it's not service-related, I've never asked someone, oh, is this service-related or not? Um, but if you have um, any issue, PTSD, I have amputee clients, I have clients that have children that have issues. Um, if you have an issue that uh, we just need to make a small adjustment to your home for you to live comfortably in that home. We'll do that for you. I gave um, a custom oak porch and steel railings on the back of my client's home that doesn't have legs. He wanted this home so bad, his wife kept looking at me like he was crazy because um, he'd have the hardest time getting in and out of the house. So we built a porch on the front of it for him to have easy access to get in and out of that house. I drive by their house all the time and honk, and his wife will text me, is that you, Lisa? Hi. And um, yeah, I love it. Um, we've done kitchens for uh, veterans that live in a wheelchair, um, fixed thresholds for that same guy the thresholds were so weird in that house he couldn't just roll peacefully through the house and you know those things add up if you're if that's your daily life mm -hmm. and it's a continuous problem or issue or obstacle that's not a peaceful environment for you to live in and uh, we we just want you to be happy in your home. And if it's it's just something we can do, because my husband owns a construction company, we're going to do it. I love that so much. We're going to do it. Like, I just love your hearts. Like, you're a really good person. <laughs> Thank like, you so much. I hope you know that. I appreciate you're that. You're a very good person. And I'm not trying to be a good person. I'm not trying to be anything. I, I'm just trying to live on this earth peacefully and happily with other human beings that live on this earth and if we can all help each other in any way um, I, th I just don't think it hurts you to see someone's need and help them if you can yeah if you the contribution aspect of your your business I know just I don't know the law of attraction you know yeah like you're you're giving without any expectations of anything back. But I think that oh, yeah. just naturally comes back to you, you know? Yeah, I'm not expecting anything back. But the, um, I mean, it's like I said, it's not a transaction to me. The relationships that I'm gaining um, are worth so much to me. The love that my clients have for me is amazing. I um, have one client that shared his parents with me. I sold their house and he tells me that they talk about me at Christmas dinner pretty much every year. And mm. I love it. They're so cool. The um, the mom, I think, is 87 years old this year, and she'll send me the family newsletter. She um, posts comments on all of my Facebook posts, and I'm horrible at Facebook. She, I think she keeps my Facebook alive, <laughs> honestly. She's well, amazing. She's giving you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I don't expect anything back. I my life is so rich and fulfilled. And um it's the resource that I have to give back. And it, you know, a lot of people don't have the resources we have. A lot of people aren't, you know, partnered with a 
E100 contractor that has every tool on the planet that mm-hmm. can just run over to their house and fix something for them in the afternoon. You know, I don't need to call a company and wait for an appointment. I just send one of my husband's guys over and they can do something quickly. Um, that's a resource I have, you know, and there's people all over the planet that have no resources. That person is just opening the door for you when you're walking into the same place or they're saying bless you when you sneeze. Like everyone has something that they can give to another person to make them feel supported in some way, just living your life daily. I love that you put it in that perspective. Even just saying bless you. Yeah. When it sneezes, it's like. You know, it's so weird when I hear someone sneeze and I hear nobody say anything. If that person's not even close to me, I'm going to yell. Bless, bless you. You. <laughs> you know, it's it's just. Um, I, do the, I, I do the same thing too. I need to feel, I need people to feel supported. Whatever that means, yeah. you know. God. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and um, what have you had a challenge in the past five years that you've had to that you overcame, and or some like a moment that was very challenging in your career, or, or even in your personal life, and you overcame it. Well, I'm just going to share how it was when I was, when I first got my license. I thought everyone was going to think it was so cool that I was the new realtor in the group of realtors in Utah. I um, walked into the office for the first time. Nobody cared. (laughs) They're just like, okay, another realtor, big whoop. There's 20,000 realtors in Utah. There's about five or 10,000 that are active and working on a daily basis. I was just a new agent walking into the office, big whoop, I'm in the sea of agents. That was a rude awakening of how hard I was gonna have to try to be successful in this industry. I immediately signed up for um, classes within my brokerage. I strongly recommend everybody just take as many classes anywhere they can get them, anywhere. Um, every, every person on your real estate team, whether it's title, lending, uh, just everyone has classes. Just take as many classes as you can. Be involved, be included. The classes I was taking, the group that I was in with were experienced agents. And, and I thought, well, why are these agents that have already been licensed for a few years taking this class. I I quickly realized um, to be successful and consistent, you have to be consistently, successfully educating yourself and trying. Um, I could not find any success in the first nine months of my career, nothing. My first transaction was nine months after I started. The entire time, I would leave the course and I would probably every day go to my car and start crying. I I just couldn't understand why, how do I get a client? How do I get um, someone under contract? How do I get someone that will trust me to list with them because I've never listed anything before? Mm -hmm. Um, How do I do this? How how in the world am I gonna break that first barrier of getting a transaction? 
it that was so difficult for me because I was used to not being successful, but achieving a goal. And, and really in real estate, every single transaction is your goal and getting someone under contract. That's your first hurdle. Um, and that's actually not your first hurdle. Getting a client is your first hurdle. Yes. And I was like, where in the world am I going to, you know, I was hosting open houses three times a week, Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, every week, anybody that would let me host an open house at their listing. I could not understand why I couldn't do it. Um, in my eighth month, I seriously considered that I had made the wrong decision becoming a realtor. Because as happy as those people were to have me show them a home when I was a digger, um, where are those people? How do I get those people? That was the big mystery to me. I honestly thought this isn't for me. I'm, I can't, I can't figure it out. I don't know how to do this. Um, my broker at the time had had a listing that was on for so long and I just became obsessed with that one listing and thought, I'm just going to pretend like this is my listing. I'm going to sell this listing. And that's all I did. I was obsessed with that one listing and just pretended like it was my listing because he was our broker. He was busy Mm -hmm. babysitting everyone. Um, You know, he wasn't and he wasn't selling, you know, he didn't have like 12 listings. He wasn't like a typical agent that was in the agent pool that was, um, you know, just in the trenches every day. He was our broker. He was the pinnacle of our whole organization that just had this listing and then it was sitting on the market waiting to get sold. So I just thought that's now my listing. Yeah. And I went, you know, bonkers just trying to sell that listing. And I sold that listing. That was my first transaction. I got a buyer from out of state that saw all the marketing that I was doing for the open houses that I was having. No one was in that house more than me. I I was in that house uh, at least three times a week doing open houses. I was marketing on Facebook on, um, we have this thing called, oh shoot, what is it called? Uh, Property, propertyblast.com. I was spending so much money (laughs) propertyblasting.coming. Um, it, it looked like I was the listing agent yeah. because all I was doing was trying to sell this one house. I was so focused on selling this one house. I think that was the biggest obstacle, the biggest hurdle that I got past in my real estate career so far. And getting past that has made me just think, I can do this. Yeah. I, I can. I got through that. I can do this. Do I'm supposed feel, to be here. Do you feel like after you got that, that one then floodgates opened. Okay. Yep. Okay. Floodgates opened. I don't know what happened, but I prescribed to the Buffini method. This guy, Brian Buffini is incredible. He's such a friendly, amazing, um, person. He was a realtor. He, I think he probably is retired from selling real estate and just does, um, teaches people how to market themselves. Mm -hmm. He's incredible. Um, all of the stuff that I did for that nine months before my first transaction started paying off. And um, my accountability partner in my 
first courses that I took with my brokerage was so supportive and said, listen, you're doing more than anyone else in these classes is doing. I was doing handwritten notes that I was hand addressing and sending out to everyone that I ever knew in my entire life that I was a realtor. Mm -hmm. And if they needed anything, even if it's just information, I was here. Here's my card. I sent out thousands of business cards. I went all kinds of places. I went to Top Golf. I introduced myself to every single person in every bay in Top Golf while I was hosting some friends golfing and just um, just made myself. I, I just put myself out there, and all that after that first transaction closed, everything that I had done before started paying off. So it was really me priming the pump mm-hmm. and. If anyone knows what that means, those old school water pumps that you have out in the field, you have to crank the whatever, that's called priming the pump. You can um, equate that to an automobile too. You have to prime the pump, put spray fuel starter in the whatever, blah, blah, blah. You have to prime the pump always or the water stops flowing. And I have that mentality that I just always have to be priming the pump. And I think that Once I got that first transaction closed and all of the marketing that I had been doing for nine months started paying off, Mm -hmm. I just never stopped doing all those things. Once your marketing stops, the business stops. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you can't ever stop marketing. Out of mind. It's like, it. you know, during the, it's like October, Halloween is like the last day, (laughs) but it's like everyone takes off. Oh, it's Halloween. I'm taking October off. Oh, it's Thanksgiving at the end. I'm taking November off. Christmas, I'm taking off. You know, so it's like everyone's first quarter is really slow. And because they they let off, let off the gas, you know, they stopped marketing. So when that happens, it, you know, you guys work in 90 day cycles. So everything that you're doing today is like you said, it all, it all started coming through. Yeah. Just I think it's watering. Yeah. Keep watering. I think it's funny that you bring up the quarters because first quarter is almost always my best quarter because um, I haven't taken a vacation since 2006, um, (laughs) which is funny, but I just don't have the time. Oh my god! I know it's been a minute. Do you, okay, do you see that though? Her first quarter is always her best. That's yeah. because everyone else is on vacation. People still have to move. Yep. I mean, I was moving. I was selling my house during Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, it, it stunk for me as a seller, but yeah. you know, it. Yeah. I I had to. We had to do it. Yeah. So and we moved in the first quarter when we moved to Utah. You yeah. know, like we had yeah. we had to move. So it's crazy. It's all I of think- the. For me specifically, since I do a lot with military home buyers and sellers, um, there's something called PCS, permanent change of service. Okay. Um, when you're in the military and you're active, it's a it's uh, an average of two years that you'll be in one place, and then the military moves you. So for me, um, they don't care what month it is. Mm-hmm. They don't care that your kids are in school. They don't care about the heat. They don't care about anything, the seasons. If they're moving you, um, they're just going to move you when they schedule to move you. So my business is pretty 
consistent all throughout the year because military home buyers and sellers are coming and going any day of the month, any month of the year. Mm -hmm. so, so true. I don't have time for vacations. In 2021, um, I... Shoot, what is this? 23 right now? Okay, yeah, 21. I received salesperson of the year from my brokerage. My brokerage is an international brand. They have something that's called Summit in March, I think it is, February or March, first quarter of the year, to celebrate the people from the year before. My broker kept saying, you're going to summit, right? You're going to summit, right? You're going to summit, right? And I was like, I don't have time. I don't want to go. It's too far. I have dogs. I have chickens. Every excuse in the book. And then finally, my broker called my husband and said, listen, we're celebrating her for being salesperson of the year. She's got to go to this. And so um, my husband was like, oh, it looks like we're going to have to go to summit. And I said, okay, we'll just go for two days, you know, we'll just make it a family trip. They have this thing called the Marvel Museum. My son is a big superhero kid. I don't know who's not. So um, my husband just made it super fun for my son while we were there. We went to Las Vegas for two days. Um, I think it was actually ended up being three days maybe. We got the most beautiful suite. Um, I mean, it was incredible. We went all out. And um, I said something to my girlfriend, oh, yeah, um, on my vacation. And she looked at me and she said, that was a work trip. <laughs> that is super sad that you're equating oh the work trip as a vacation um, because I really did do work things the yeah. whole time. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. They're calling you to these um, speaking engagements. And then, um, you know, the team dinner and the this and that and yeah, my husband and my son were doing fun stuff, but I was really participating in work. And she thought that was hilarious. She's like, you got to stop saying that was a vacation. Yeah, that was not Because you were working the whole time. And I was really working. I networked the whole time I was there. I um, made relationships with agents in our same company that are all over the world. Mm -hmm. I've done business with those agents since then. That is so um, cool. We refer business back and forth. Um, I made so many amazing connections. So it was Worth not it. a vacation, but in my mind, I think I took a vacation. You left Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to arrange for <laughs> animal uh, care for my house. Yeah. No, it wasn't a vacation, but I love my home so much that working is, uh, it's just enjoyable. I love my job. I love my clients. I love my um, colleagues that I collaborate with. I love the people that are on my teams to help me close transactions because it's really not about just a real estate agent. The loan officer has to be exceptional. Mm -hmm. The title um, company has to be exceptional. Mm -hmm. You have to have a great communication with all of those people to have a great transaction. If you're a great real estate agent and you have a horrible support team, that still looks bad on you. If your clients are like, Lisa, this whole experience was horrible because the lender never answered their phone. That's the number one complaint from clients is oh. the people that are working for them don't answer their phone. Because oh. that's, they don't know how to buy a house. They don't know how to do lending. They don't know how to do title. I still to this day don't even know what the magic of title is. <laughs> I, I just trust my 
your people. colleagues to do their best job that they can do because it reflects on all of us. Right. Absolutely. There's so many moving parts to a transaction. And they're crazy. all important. Yes, all of them. Essential. Yes. So um, I want to ask what one piece of advice that you've either been told throughout your life, maybe there's a quote that you live by or... Can you think of anything? Well, I love Latin quotes, but I'm not going to say that. My, I think my answer is so clear. You need to believe in yourself. Um, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. And, you know, there's you have tough days, call your best friend. Your best friend believes in you. If you ever have doubts about yourself, call someone that you that you know loves you and let that person show you support. Um, There's so many issues in the world today with people. um, I don't know. Mental health is a huge issue. I I feel people talk about it all the time um, with kids, with, um, you know, one thing that I see is older people that don't want to move out of their home and their kids are trying to move them into a assisted living home or something. Um, be a great support to other people. Also let people support you. You know, mm-hmm. don't feel alone. Yeah. You know, but you you have to start with yourself. Believe in yourself. It's not rocket science. Whatever you're doing, unless you're inventing some new thing that's never been done on this planet, someone else has done it. So can you. Mm-hmm. So can you. Believe in yourself. If you have doubts, find someone. I'll be your support. Find someone that you can call to lift you up at at that moment in the day. Um, I can't tell you how valuable my accountability partner was when I was brand new. He he is a fireman. I think he's actually retired now, but he is a highly successful uh, property investor. um, Just an amazing person. And I still call him and say, hey, I have a problem. What do you think about this? And I'm not asking him to solve my problem. I'm just asking him to bounce ideas around with me. Um, He is so supportive. Um, You know, firstly, believe in yourself. Secondly, find people that believe in you and share with them when you're struggling. Okay. I love that. You have such a positive mindset. It's (laughs) You're really incredible to be around. You really are. Like, you're just so kind and your positivity is just it it that is what can make or break people is there that that negative mindset and especially right now we're in this market no one knows what's gonna happen what's coming how are what are you telling your clients that might be on the fence or do you have any that are on the fence that oh yeah yeah oh yeah what are you telling them So I really rely a lot on market data and give them several options. Um, I don't know. I I think that information is the best way to get through any issue. And, um, you know, there's not just one way to buy a house. There's not just one way to sell a house. There's not just, you know, only get yourself into a single family home in this neighborhood. And when they're like, we can't afford that. 
well, I'll, I have five other options for you. There's other ways of living. You can live in a townhouse. You can buy new construction. The builders are giving back so much to the buyers. No, if you think you can't afford it, that's not true. You're paying a mortgage no matter what. If it's your landlord's mortgage or if it's your mortgage, let's figure out a solution to get you paying for your mortgage so that you're gaining equity and all the money that you're paying for your house is really going in to what I like to call your bank, uh, your house bank. You know, your house is a big fat piggy bank. Yeah. Every payment that you're making is going into your house piggy bank. You're gaining equity every time you make a payment. If you're paying rent, you're paying your landlord's equity. You're paying into your landlord's house piggy bank. You're paying someone else to own a property. Yeah. Let's figure it out. There's so many solutions. So there are so many solutions. Out there's there. so many solutions. Um, you just have to sit down and talk to the professionals. Yeah. You know, yeah. You don't need to get your dream house the very first home that you buy. Did you get your dream car when you were 16 years old? No, your parents wanted something that you weren't going to get killed in if when you wreck that car. Yeah. Um, you get something that you can afford. You get something that you can afford the insurance on mm -hmm. um you can you get something that you can afford that's going to get all scratched up in the student parking lot at school right um you have to have that same mentality it's a it's a you know if you can't afford your dream house today let's get you into something that's a stepping stone because in five years from now um, we don't know what the market's going to do if it did the same thing it did in 2019 and 2020 um you could have so much money in five years yeah. um, in equity and then you move up to something closer to your dream home. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask, what does the future look like for Lisa Martinez, your family, your business? Oh, shoot. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm a I think I feel like a super weird person. <laughs> I'm a typical Gen Xer. Um, I think a lot of people that are Gen X just thought that we were going to die young and didn't really plan for the future. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely in that category. Um, I made it so much longer in life than I ever thought I would. I just turned 54 last week and I feel like I'm 30. I feel like I have so much life ahead of me. I don't know what's in the future. I think just happiness and peace and um, I, I have no idea. I, I, I feel like real estate is my retirement mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely got in this older than a lot of people do. And I feel like I could do this forever. When I get my driver's license taken away, I'll just have a driver. <laughs> yeah. I, that's going to be really hard for me because I love driving. Um, anyone that knows me knows that I love fast cars. I love um, classic cars. I love to drive fast. Um, I love driving. I love driving. Really? I didn't realize that. Perfect job. Yeah, I didn't realize how awesome real estate was going to be because um, I'm on – three to five listing or showing appointments every day and I'm driving there. I drive to Hill Air Force Base. I live south and I drive super far north. Um, I've sold homes in Logan and I live right 
close to the point of the mountain. So driving is so fun. When I get to the point where I can't drive anymore, I'm going to have to hire a retired racing driver just (laughs) to enjoy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I don't know what the future holds. I like to go with the flow. And um, I don't know. I love selling real estate, so I I really want to do that forever. Um, One of the owners of my brokerage is has been selling real estate for over 30 years. So she's been through the housing market crash. Wow. She was uh, went through the short mark or short sale period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think like whatever happens in the market, as long as I can adjust and adapt, I'll be fine. Yeah, you just have to re-strategize. And I've had, I've have a lot of conversations and a lot of agents are, you know, feeling feeling this doubt, feeling this, they, they, they have this negative energy about the market. And yeah, I need to stop that. Yeah. And I'm just like, right now is the best time to re-strategize. What are you doing right now? What, you know, instead of like, what, what is up right now? Actually, divorce rates are up right now, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, all those people that had to spend time with each other during COVID yeah. just figured and, out they don't really like each other. Yeah. And I mean, like, so whether you have to learn this new, this new avenue and whatever you have to do, just re-strategize right now, you have downtime. That's great. Because like you said, everything that you were doing in those nine months that you didn't feel was paying off totally did yeah it pays off your your efforts um i don't know they pay off for sure yeah you know i like to say that negative thoughts for your mind are like mold on a sandwich don't 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 let it start because it just doesn't do anything but grow yeah get those negative thoughts out of your head why would you have negative thoughts you have such an amazing life um you're providing such an amazing service for people. It's life changing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's so many things that are coming up right now. Divorce rate is high. Um, people that thought they were part of the forbearance program that didn't do it correctly are in danger of losing their homes. Get to those people right away and give them the option of selling their home while they can get the equity out and not get foreclosed on. Yeah. There's so many opportunities to help people. If you think that you're helping people, Instead of thinking that you're a salesman and you're in a sales job, you'll do so much better. Yeah. If you're just providing a resource for people to have a successful financial future, you're going to look at it totally different. Mm -hmm. You just can't, if you're a salesman, I don't know where the passion is in that. Yeah. Because you're all you're looking at are your sales and closing deals. Yeah. That's um, different just cold and not personal. Yeah. I agree with not you. Not personal. Um well, um where can people follow you? So, I'm not on Instagram. I and people a lot of people complain about that, but I have a Facebook page. It's um LM Homes and Design. Okay. I think is what it's called. I have a website lmhomesanddesign.com. And it kind of explains a little bit about what I do for my clients, um, how we give back, um, my experience, my education. I'm always trying to add more education, like always. Um, And then I have a TikTok. And I'm. You have a TikTok? Yes, I love TikTok. Okay, it's so I'm gonna funny. Have to go. I don't really get on TikTok, but <laughs> if you have a TikTok, I have to go follow you. Well, I am the veterans realtor. 
Okay. And I love TikTok. I love the funny stuff. I love dancing. I love fuzzy cows. I love. Oh my gosh. Um, I have to. Get there's so many idea. real, real estate humor TikToks that are so funny. They're so funny, but it's because our lives are really funny. Yeah. They are super funny. The, you know, the things we, that you guys see and go through. Oh yeah. You start out your day feeling so glamorous and um, I'll get halfway through the day forgetting that I put a red lipstick on and thinking that was all I had to do. And then, you know, my girlfriend will say, oh, you haven't looked in the mirror in hours, have you? And then I'll just have like red lip liner on by then. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. I just love um, laughing. I love humor. I love, you know, you just can't take yourself too seriously. We're just people. You know, nobody cares about you because they're worried about themselves and nobody thinks about that. You know, we spend so much time worrying about ourselves, like what we look like, what we're doing, what we're sounding like, how we're perceived. Well, I got to tell you, you know, everyone's thinking like that. So they don't have time to worry about you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Plus, real estate is full of so many beautiful people. It's um, it's a little overwhelming if you're worried about yourself all the time you just gotta live life and be happy i think yes absolutely is there anything that you would like to share that we didn't share today that we didn't cover shoot call me if you need anything with real estate (laughs) (laughs) i don't know no not really i feel pretty open i think honestly if anyone wants to know more about me um you can find my phone number anywhere on the internet and I'm always answering the phone. Um, I think one thing that makes me different from a lot of realtors is I answer every single phone call. And you answered mine and mine's an out of state. Yeah, I answer all the phone calls and um, I have this one recruiter girl that calls me all the time and I cannot be recruited. I'm so loyal to my company and love my brand um but i have the coolest conversations with her all the time and she tells me constantly lisa you're the only person that ever answers my phone call (laughs) like it's all good what if you needed me yeah what if you needed me and i didn't answer the phone and needing me could just be you know oh i know you're in draper right now i know we're not part of the same company but can you open a door for my client and i will I'll yeah. do it. Wow. I I will. I have so many agents that are not in my brokerage that are not part of my company that I love, that I collaborate with, and I have wonderful relationships with. And um, they'll call me and ask me for help, or I'll call them and ask them for help. And um, I consider them personal friends now. Um, it's because I'm open. I think that makes such a big difference in, first of all, a transaction. You know, when you're going through it, if you have a good relationship with the other side. Yeah. I mean, that can really help. Yeah. And if you don't have a good relationship with the other side, I mean, that can really break a. Yeah. Get break a transaction. Yeah, you know, sure. this one person I'm thinking of in particular, I wrote an offer for her son's listing and he had already been under contract and canceled on twice. So he was already kind of a little gun shy. And I called his mom. And it was, um, it might have been Mother's Day. 
And I called her and I said, hey, I really need you to put in a good word with your son for me. And she's like, he's standing with me right here and knows that you're calling for that (laughs) reason. And I said, you need to help me out. (laughs) I need this property. And we went under contract and had the most amazing experience and a great transaction and closed. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think relationships are so important. You can't be a secret agent and be some weirdo, mean person that is aggressive and you know, you can have a, an aggressive negotiation style as long as it's respectful. Yeah. And I think that's how I like to live my life um, in every aspect. Communicating with my son's teachers, um, communicating with my son's friends, um, supporting my husband and his businesses. And, you know, we know all of our neighbors and we watch out for all of our neighbors. We have a young single girl that lives next door to us. And she'll text us in the middle of the night. I hear something outside. Can you guys check your security cameras? And my husband will go out there and look and, you know, text her. Everything's fine. Um, We put the dogs outside so they're listening and watching. I just think that the world is so crazy right now. Everyone needs to be good to everyone else. I agree. Period. That's a great ending and conclusion to our podcast Thank everyone so treat much for each other me. okay yeah be really. nice to one another you know if you see someone being awful just out and about at the grocery store or whatever chances are they're having a horrible day yeah and, you don't know what they've been yeah, going through that no, day it's crazy so Thank you so much for coming. I had a really good time getting to know you. I love this. This is so fun. Yeah, this was. I really appreciate you. Thank you you so much. I look forward to just knowing you and being in your presence. I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm so glad that we met. Yeah, me too. For sure. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so glad that you were open to um, knowing me more. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Thank you for coming and sharing. This was incredible. Thanks. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.